you guys. It's the Melrose Place podcast where me and Jenny rewatch, recap, and analyze every single episode of the hit 90s TV series Melrose Place. I'm Jenny. And I am Dan. Let's get it started. Season 2, Episode 5, air date was October 6th, 1993, of Bikes and Men. They are really pushing the envelope with these episode titles. I pet the puppy too hard, George. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little under the weather, guys, so I'm sorry if my Uh, voice is annoying. Jenny's a little under the weather. She sounds like Sandy Harling. Hi, y'all. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm just gonna take a lie down on the veranda with some sweet tea. So, uh, welcome back, or hello for the first time to this podcast, where we break down every single episode of Melrose Place. Um, so basically, season two, episode five starts with a big old wide shot of the Hollywood sign. And uh, and then it like sort of cuts down to to where they're trying to make believe Melrose Place is, and uh, it's a wrap between Joe and Jake. Well, not, no, not he, this is the beginning of the end. He's based, but like in this scene, he's basically like, "It's done. So you lied to me." Joe's in bed and she's sleeping and. During her slumber, Jake is moving all of his things. He's packing up. He's got boxes. Joe wakes up and asks, what are you doing? And he says, I'm moving out. And again with the boxes. Why are they? Why? And. He's got to go down one flight of stairs. And he doesn't have a place lined up yet. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> he but has no he, place to He b- wants take to make stuff. his point known. So. He basically says, look, Joe, I cannot stay with a woman who does not trust me. You told me that even questioning me that if I burn my bike shop down, that was enough to ruin our trust. I'm done. And Joe is so good about this situation. She's just like, look, I wouldn't. I of course I trust you. I had some doubts. There was so much going on. I mean, I thought you were dead inside of that building, and it would just come off of the heels of that trauma. And then Jake's like, well, it sucks that you had to have a night's sleep about it. And they basically make up, so it's inferred that I he's, don't think they do. Like uh, they hug, but it's weird. It's still weird. Well, I mean, of course, if you have a big blowout fight with someone, or somebody like betrays your trust from Jake's point of view, it's going to take a little bit to get back into the groove of things. But it's inferred that he's not going to move out, and they're going to work on it. And they're going to stay together. Right. So now we cut over to. What what is now Jane and Sid's previously Jane and Michael's, and um, Jane is confronting Sydney about speaking to Michael, and of, at first Sydney just tries to pull her her little lies like I haven't talked to him since I swear, 
But, of course, Jane gets to the bottom of this relatively quickly, and Sydney does come clean and say that, yes, I have seen Michael, but it's only because he keeps coming after me. Yeah, she's like, and guess what? I lost a brother-in-law. I love him so much. Jane sees right through it. She's like, Sydney, you never even gave Michael a second look. Why are you doing this right now? Yeah, and she says, like, you're supposed to be on my side. Which is true. I like, agree. If there's a breakup, like, God forbid, but, like, you take, like, your siblings should not be, like, clamoring to me, you know? No, I, well, I think it depends on the situation. Right. But in this situation. Yeah, cheating. Hell to the yeah. It's a wrap. It's, it's, it's breakup by association. You're done with everybody. Yeah. So, Jane says that the divorce depositions are to be starting today and that she can't have all of this crazy stuff on her mind and can't have a secret spy in her apartment reporting back to Michael. So, she's off. She's off, and now um, we cut to D&D, where Billy just, like, runs up on Allison from behind, like, like sneaks up on her, and, like, scares her, almost. And He's I like, hey, guess what? Like, is this... I, I, I don't work in a traditional workplace, but is it cool for people to just, like, show up unannounced at your work and be like, you're leaving with me right now? Definitely not. It happens a lot at D&D. People just, like, come in and they don't go through the secretary. They're just, like, back in the office. And- yeah, and definitely not, like, boyfriend. Maybe husband or, or wife could, like, just roll up, but I don't know. Maybe Allison's high high enough up in the... In the food chain where she can kind of just have her run of the mill. But Billy, he sneaks up on her and he's like, Allison, I've got, I've got a thing for work with, uh, with John Bryant, who is the owner of this, uh, I guess, hotel property. And uh, he's like, I'm going to take you away, you and me, the whole weekend. It's going to be great. Just make up some, make up a disease and tell Amanda it's contagious. And of course, at first, Allison is pretty hesitant about this and is like, I have the famous family restaurants account and I really have to go above and beyond. I don't know if I can get away. And Billy talks her into it. So she gets out of work and they agree that they're going to go to this very ritzy beachside hotel together. And Billy's ideas and excuses are so fucking juvenile. That it's, it's like, pathetic. <laughs> That's, like, just tell her the dog ate your homework. <laughs> Make up a disease. Oh, well, you know what? This is pre-Google, I'll tell I you, guess. I'll tell you what, though. When you're in your 20s, you like that spontaneity. You like that, let's just go, like, fly by the seat of our pants and get into some trouble. And let's just, like, who cares? I, I mean, now that I'm past my 20s. Um, I can appreciate that. And I look back and like, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I guess. But nothing's fun. Nothing's fun with Billy. Okay. Anyway, we're back at the hospital and Michael and Kimberly are talking about the depositions coming up. And Michael is already celebrating. He's like, we're going to have, I'm going to make you a big dinner tonight. It's going to be great. He's Um, all kissy kissy with her, sort of apologizing, just really, really smoothing this over. And I think it's because he knows leading up that he's going to need her. He's going to need to count on her. So he needs her like 100% on his team. There can't be any animosity because she's a big part of this deposition. Right. And she's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, Michael. What do I say? And he's like, just lie. I'm going to lie. 
You lie. You say that we didn't, we have not had any sexual relations and that's it. We're just going to deny the whole thing and then we're going to get out of this and then we're going to come out scot-free and we'll have our money and Jane won't be able to touch us. It's so easy for Michael. It's like, yeah, just lie under oath, whatever. (laughs) You got it. Kimberly walks away and then Matt sees Michael in the hallway because remember Matt now works at the hospital and he has a little problem that he wants Michael's opinion on. And he's like, hey, uh, Michael, um, you know Katya? She wants to have dinner. And he's like, yeah, cool, whatever. <laughs> have dinner. I've got way bigger problems than this. This is a season one problem. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they're having poor Matt have these stupid storylines. And then Matt, he says one of the funniest things. He's like, but I don't think she knows that i'm gay and then michael is he says he says i'm sure she knows and he just fucking walks away and it's like how is she, how are you sure no. she knows and then after he walks away matt just stares off into space and goes how <laughs> how does she know you oh, no. love her. Oh, geez, Louise. Poor Matt. Why, guys? He needs to be having something a little bit more juicy than this. Remember Enchanted? Mm-hmm. How does she know that you're gay? <laughs> How does she know? Okay, so we are over at, I think, is this Jake's or this is... Jake's giving a statement to his... Insurance uh, adjuster. To the, to the insurance like person working on the claim. And they're going over the events of the evening once again. And the insurance adjuster keeps saying, okay, so you turn the torch off and then you left with Amanda Woodward. And Jake is like, yes, I did. And the insurance adjuster is like, but are you sure you turned it all the way off? Yeah, because there's... I don't know. Because there's a big difference between being sure and... And being unsure. He said there's a big difference between an accidental fire versus a fire that was set intentionally. Right. And so Jake keeps going, was it all the way? Was it all the way? And they kept going back and forth. And this is when whoever directed this episode was like, okay, anytime Jake Hansen is on the screen, we need tight, extreme close-up. Only his face. We don't want to see anything else in the frame. Just seriously, eyebrows to chin. That's it. Yeah, the whole this whole episode. Is, Anytime it's just super close, and up it's on only Jake. on Jake and Joe and at some point. Joe a little bit, yeah. But J- it's just like extreme close up on Jake, and Jake is just like, I don't know, was it all the way? And at that point, it kind of dawns on him that, hey, I think I didn't shut off the torch all the way and this was my fault and it was an accidental fire yes it's possible so now we're at the big showdown the deposition between jane and michael's divorce um and michael is just in there singing cool as a cucumber by the way singing lies left and right but to be to be fair it's like it's not really lies it's like half truths because uh, she did disagree ki- she did disagree she did kiss sam tower she did not kiss him he kissed her oh and it was only on. a freaking kiss she didn't stop it she 
eventually told her husband, and that was it. She didn't eventually tell him. Sam told him. Well, that led to her telling him. But it's a half truth. Okay, it's so arguable, isn't it? What it's Dan, definitely arguable. What Dan is saying is that Michael denies having any kind of an extramarital affair and says, oh my gosh, I, me have an affair with Kimberly? Which is a lie. Oh, right. That's preposterous. We are colleagues. We would never, ever cross that line. But, you know, it's funny that Jane is coming at me with these accusations when she's been with Sam, one of my former best friends, for months now. Which they is true. went out, and, I mean, Sam actually called me because he felt so guilty about kissing my wife while we were married. Right. And Jane has kept it under wraps, and it's been going on, and she's making these accusations against me to cover up her own affair. Right. So, I mean, he's not wrong that they did go to dinner and he did kiss her. Well, but he is he is lying about like them having sex cuz they haven't, but and he's also telling the truth about how they're dating now. Well, as you are. can imagine, Jane is furious. She's like jumping up, she's yelling back, calling him a liar. So her attorney takes her over to like a private room and her attorney's like Okay, Jane, you're going to need to tell me everything. Is this Sam stuff true? And she tells him the truth, and he's like, why didn't you tell me before? But I'm thinking, um, hello, there are so many character witnesses that can confirm that Michael and Kimberly are seeing one another. Yeah, basically, so every, anyone on the show can be anybody, like, oh, yeah. They could call in any person that lives at Melrose Place. They could call in any person that works at the freaking hospital. Just call Allison. They're, they're making out in the hallway on a daily basis at the Allison. hospital. And uh, But the thing, the thing that's confusing here is that you know, Jane is so shocked and appalled that Michael's, Michael's lying. lying. Yeah, it's like, dude, what did you expect? Did you think he was just gonna lay down yeah, and this like? This is like vintage Michael. What are you doing? Yeah, he's gonna lie. Of course, he's gonna lie. You knew he was gonna lie. You're you're gonna have to prove it. So, um, Jake, we we go back to Jake and Joe's. This is a major scene of of the episode. Jake, he comes in. He's sad. He's distraught. He sees Joe, and he's like, "I think I caused the fire." With the blowtorch. And Jake's, and he's like, I think I lost, I think I lost my shop. And it's so sad. His little face is just fallen. He is so ashamed. He's so upset. But then Joe. Joe's an idiot. Why? Why, Joe? She makes this remark and says. Yeah, he's like, I think I lost my shop. And then she's like, with my money. Like, way to kick someone when they're down. He's here. He's wanting to come to you for solace, and he wants to, you know, bear his soul that he has come to the realization that the fire was, in fact, his fault. And then she throws this at him, which in previous episodes, this was always a source of an argument. Yeah, and he's like, Anytime she brought up the money, it was like that, like, surefire way that was going to be a fight. So she says this, and he upon hearing this, just punches the wall next to her. He goes into a Keith-like tailspin. Oh, he does. He <laughs> Then he walks into the kitchen. He opens the refrigerator door and looks in, then slams the refrigerator. 
then opens it again <laughs> and slams it over <laughs> and over and over shit. again until the refrigerator falls to the ground. All of its contents spew out onto the floor. The refrigerator is legit broken. But guys, Man, he's he, not done yet. He fucks that refrigerator He's up. not done yet. Then he t- picks up a bottle of wine, pulls the cork, and it looks like he's about to drink it. But then he's like, nah, you know what? Fuck this. And then he throws it at the mantle all over Joe's paintings and the yeah, photos. all of her and photos. Like, sp- the wine bottle just, just cracks and splatters all over Joe. And then Joe looks at him and says, get out. And he does. Jake leaves. Jake's done. He's out. He's pissed. You don't mess with Jake. So Joe kicks out Jake. So Jake immediately is on is on the hunt for a new place. So he wants his old apartment back. He's gonna he's gonna try to move out. Uh, looks at Amanda. Amanda starts prying, and she's like, "Why do you want your old apartment back?" And he's like, "Things aren't working out with me and Joe." Okay, can we stop for a moment? Huh. How the hell is his apartment not rented yet? I don't I know. I mean, how long has he been living with Joe? Uh, good bit. It's gotta be weeks, if not months. Well, Amanda's a bad landlord. She probably has no ads up. I mean, you think about an apartment in the heart of LA, they usually go within days. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't even know. Like, well, is my apartment uh, still available? Oh, yes, of course it is. Well, I bet his water thing isn't fixed yet. Well, I don't know. That when, when that was like, what? When it's hot, she, he's, his is cold, remember? Yeah, I remember. So he goes to Amanda. Amanda's like, why? Jake doesn't want to give her any information, but he's just like, I need my apartment back. Not working out with Joe. And she's like, okay, I think we can, fi- I think we can work something out. But then she immediately goes up to joe's apartment she's so meddling meddling it's like like they she has a conversation and she's like okay next up walk right up the stairs to joe's apartment so she goes to joe's she's like sort of kind of looking in like hey is everything okay and then she just sort of sees the the aftermath and she's like oh my god did jake do this and of course joe is like great okay come on in just look at everything yep jake did do this and then amanda is like well jake just asked for his old apartment back and i was going to try to convince you guys to reconcile but now seeing after this after seeing this i just feel like he does need to move out and do you want me to offer the apartment to him or do you want me to tell him it's not available yeah, she's like, I won't give it to him unless you say so. And it's like, what? How? Where has this come from? Yeah, that don't work. I guess it's like, lady solidarity. But Amanda has from a, Amanda Woodward to she, Joe Reynolds. She always flips like that. Like when, like if something is super serious, she will always like flip and be like, the the helper, for at least a minute. Like with Allison, she always does that. Like, yeah, with- oh, sorry, Allison, I didn't even know. Let me know if you need anything. And then, you know, she's. Do you think that's? Do you think that is genuine, or do you think that she puts it on because she thinks that's what you're supposed to do in that situation? It's it's what she's supposed to do. Like she did that so with Matt like with the rent. Yeah, yeah. She just knows. She just knows. Like, oh, this is where I say, oh gosh, I'm sorry, and that's why she says that dumb shit about like. Hope you have saved up money for the rent. Because yeah. she doesn't really give a shit. Yeah. But so she she goes to bat with, with Joe. And Joe's like, no, don't punish Jake. Give him his apartment. He didn't hit me. Don't worry about it. It's all good. 
And so now we head to Allison and Billy pulling up to this beautiful hotel by the ocean. And they're both very excited. And then they're about to get out of the car in the valet section to go check in. And Billy says, oh, actually, Allison, um, John Bryant, the guy that's hosting me here at his hotel, gave me specific instructions not to bring anybody with me. So, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so Allison is really very disappointed. There's always a catch with old Bill Campbell. Always a catch. And he's like, so I'm going to go check in and then you're going to just meet me upstairs at the presidential suite. And it's just like, Billy, why wouldn't you say this to Allison from the get-go? Can you remember all the times, Billy, there was a catch? Uh, Every episode? A lot of them. Seriously, every episode. Uh, The the ones that stick out for me are when he... When he went to, when he took her to his parents and was like, this oh is my yeah, girlfriend. act like you're my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So Billy goes and checks in and then Allison does join him at the presidential suite and they are very blown away by the the suite, which... And it's okay. I mean, I don't want to sound like hoity-toity or like above it all, but it's all right. Yeah, it's not... It's got a good view. She, Allison calls it palatial, which I looked at it and I was like, uh, it's like 800 square feet. Palatial? Yeah, it wasn't at all. It sounds like the name of a guest on Mari Povich. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it means it was like huge. It was like a palace. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, I have the results. Uh, <laughs> for palatial? Pal- for palatial Williams. <laughs> You are the father. Oh, I told, I told you. you. I told you. I'm a thousand percent sure, Mari. <laughs> okay. So um, they're very excited. And uh, it's revealed that Billy doesn't actually have this meeting with the hotelier until the following day. So he's like, we're going to go out to a romantic dinner. We're going to take bubble baths. They start we're gonna- hooking up. Allison's like, hell yeah. The phone starts ringing. He's like, I'm not going to answer it. And she's like, you should. It might be work. So he does. And guess what? It is work. Yep. It is. John Bryant. And he's like, hey, Billy. Want to go to dinner? Uh, I think you should. Because you're here to work with me. (laughs) And uh, So Billy's like, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. So he gets off the phone and he's like, Sorry, Allison, I've got to have dinner with John Bryant, and you can't come. (laughs) And so Allison is really upset about this, and he's like, well, Allison, why don't you order in some room service? Go get a massage, or maybe even a manicure. Get a manicure. Get a manicure. (laughs) Okay. What is a manicure? (laughs) (laughs) And Allison is like, well, Billy, I'm not supposed to exist as far as the hotel's register is concerned. I'm not here, so how am I supposed to go and get any of these services done and charge it to the room? And what the fuck is a manicure, Billy? <laughs> and Billy's like, well, just pay for it in cash and I'll pay you back. Yeah, it's just getting worse and worse <laughs> like, for Billy, for great. Allison. Well, I guess I'll just sit up here in the suite by myself without any food or water or anything. Yeah. So now we go to one of the funny funnest scenes of the episode. We're at the grocery store. There's a they do a lot of like shooting out of Melrose Place this episode. Yeah, I think as they're, you know, gaining popularity and getting more of a budget, they're able to shoot on location more. Yeah. So uh Jane's in the grocery store and uh she's pushing her cart. She sees from afar Mancini 
buying his dinner ingredients for this thing he's cooking up for Kimberly. And at first, her first reaction is like, oh, God, get away from him. But then she says, you know what? Fuck this. I'm playing shopping cart bumper cars. <laughs> and she rolls right up to him and like, bam, slams just slams the cart into him. I'm like, yo, look at the balls on Jane. Good, good for Jane because she's got to stand up for herself. He's being a little jerk and she's got to really, you know, stand her ground. Yeah, so she's like, Michael, what the hell's wrong with you? I can't believe you had you had the nerve to lie during the deposition. And he's like, Jane, you backed me into a corner. I can't believe you. And uh, the ends. she's like, well, we'll see how this whole thing pans out. And she's like, oh, you making your famous kitchen check? chicken cacciatore motherfucker why don't you wear it and she takes the jar of marinara opens it and pours it all over his head and all everything in his grocery cart and then not only she does she like mic drops the 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 jar and just breaks it at the fucking yeah. grocery store. Bye. It's like bye, bitch. Good for Jane. I mean, this he gets what he deserves for sure. Yeah, spaghetti all over the man. So now we're back to the hotel where Billy and Allison are staying, and Billy's at dinner, and uh, he's at dinner with John Bryant and his daughter, who's and, sitting like way close to and Billy. And she is like really putting the moves on Billy in front of her dad for no reason. Why? I don't know. For absolutely no reason. But this actually made me question: like, was this all an elaborate ruse to be like somehow his daughter like? saw Billy and like wanted him so he like, well, she's, like she's clearly stalking him because she gets the skinny on Allison I too. mean I know so it's like did he just invite Billy for this and like because really I don't even know what they were talking about <laughs> like, work related. like apparently what was he, he doing <laughs> he was gonna interview John Bryant the owner of this hotel and he was like a big catch like for Billy's magazine and he's like a big like figure in LA but he's very private he doesn't let a lot of people close to him so when he allowed Billy to go interview him it was a big deal and with all these explicit instructions like not to bring anybody and to come alone like that was pretty that was pretty big Mm -hmm. so I kind of wonder is, is it somehow connected like he wanted to get Billy in with his daughter somehow? I guess so. So John Bryant is talking, and then John Bryant's daughter puts her hand, like, near Billy's dick. It's like, right on table. his thigh, like, very close to the danger zone. And Billy doesn't even really react, because he can't. Like, as, a, <laughs> as an actor, he has a problem. Stop! And he has a problem reacting. Um, and then, like... Dumbass Allison is at the same dinner. No, she's at... Okay, she's not at the same dinner. She's in the same... They're dining in a private dining room. But you can see out into the main dining room and Allison is sitting by herself at a bar facing them. And John Bryant cheerses her. No, I think John Bryant bought her a glass of wine. Because they they're cheersing, they're like you know the and Billy's commenting on the wine. This is lovely wine, thank you. And he goes, oh, I'm glad you liked it. And then they cheers, and then he John Bryant makes eye contact with Allison and kind of indicates like a cheers to her and says, "Yes, I I hate seeing a beautiful woman dining alone." And then they look over and it's Allison. And I guess Allison didn't realize it was Billy because Billy had his back to her. 
and she sees Billy snuggled up with this other girl, which Hottie. is yeah, Hottie. you know. And she's immediately, you know, pissed off and storms away. And then Billy excuses himself and runs out to meet her. But not before uh, oh, John God. John Bryant's daughter, like, hands Billy her room key. Yeah, so after the, like, almost crotch touch, she whispers to him, I have a suite to myself. Here's my key. And tries to give him the key. And he just rebuffs her and is like, Oh, well, you have a great product here, Mr. Bryant. What a beautiful hotel. And tries to just redirect any of those advances. Billy, you're the worst. You are the worst. So he catches up with Allison in the hallway and he's like, Allison, look, I'm sorry. I didn't know his daughter was going to be here. And and she's just, you know, kind of cozying up to me. And she's like, yeah, she was like sitting in your lap, Billy. What the hell? She's not She happy. walks away. She's done. She's like, I've had it. This is bullshit. And, oh, and she says, I'm going to I the can't room. believe I lied to Amanda about this and risked my job for this i'm just gonna be in this hotel room by myself while you're like you know playing with this bimbo yeah over to matt and katya at dinner candlelit dinner at katya's place and they're sort of like recounting stories of the past uh and and matt is talking about uh, a relationship he used to have and uh, Katya just assumes that he's talking about a woman-man relationship. And he's like, it was a him. Yeah, she says. <laughs> so awkward. What happened to her? And then he says, well, Katya, she was a he. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, well, if we're all sharing secrets, here's a picture frame of my daughter, who is Mara Wilson. <laughs> Matilda. From Matilda and Miss Doubtfire. And I'm like, oh, great. She's going to be in the episode. Nah, just a picture of her. I hope she got paid. This is where she got her start. And she might be in future episodes. Maybe. So, you know, they kind of, like, they, they connect on another level because... You know, he says, she asked, well, why didn't you tell me that you were gay? And he's like, I don't know. I mean, it makes me feel like I was maybe back in high school where I would say I'm gay. And then a girl would say, well, why are you telling me that? I'm not even interested in you. Why would you think that? And she was like, to tell you the truth, I was interested in you. And then that's when she breaks out the photo of the daughter. And they're kind of connecting on like, oh, we have to hide things from people. Like she wanted to hide the fact that she had a daughter because she thought that that maybe would scare away a potential date. Right. And he wanted to hide that he was gay because he's weird. Because Just be gay, dude. Who cares? Who cares, man? Um, so now we go to Jake at Shooters blowing off some steam. Joe shows up and he's like, come on, Joe, let's get a drink. And she's like, nah, I'm good, you fucking crazy person yeah, who broke my fridge. very short with him and he's like, I'm so glad that you came and met me. I really want to apologize. And she's just like, apology accepted. And, you know, very short two-word answers. And then Jake is like, wow, you're the queen of the two-word Answers here. What's going on with you? And he, she says, Jake, you know, your temper really scared me. I've lived with a violent man once before, and I'm not going to do it again. And, and he's like, do you really think I would hit you? Do you know me at all? And then he turns it all around on her. Yeah. Which I thought was weird. Yeah, Jake, not a good look for Jake this episode. And then 
And then um, he's like, do you really know me at all? And then Joe says, yes, I'm afraid I really do know you. So it's the next day and we are back at the ritzy hotel with uh, billy and allison and allison has really forgiven billy for the night before because she said that he peeked into the portfolio of this john bryant guy and she saw how um private he was and all of the explicit instructions that were given to Billy about how he was supposed to come to the hotel and that it was such a big deal for his magazine. So she forgives him. They're ordering room service. Everything's good. They're rolling around together in the bed and um, we're good with them. But regardless of how private John Bryant is, Billy still just lies to her. He just leaves out info. So I don't... I really don't understand her apology to him. I don't get it. Well, just saying that we're good. And then she also thought of an ad campaign in the elevator for the famous family restaurant campaign, which is really what she needed to get done anyway. So I think she's happy to have that stress off of her plate, mm-hmm. too. And they they do breakfast terrible all the time at Melrose Place. You always notice this stuff. She brought him a bowl of dry cereal. And, like, fruit. I'd be like, this sucks. What, okay, what would be your definition of a good breakfast? Pancakes, eggs, bacon. Basically, my order at Denny's. Oh, okay. Or, uh, or IHOP. Or some sort of waffle. Some sort of waffle, egg, and bacon. That would be my perfect breakfast meal. So, Take that into account when you need to oh. make up with me. Oh, okay. In well, some way. <laughs> get that uh, filed away. Yep. So now, Jane and Joe are on a nice little bike ride. Just sharing personal stories about how their significant others suck. Yeah, that's basically. pretty much all I got out of this scene, too. Yeah. And they're, they're just, like, allowing each other to vent and being... Uh, support for one another blah 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 that's boring um now we cut over to michael at the hospital really coaching up kimberly on this deposition yeah it's kimberly's turn she's gonna be going in to give her testimony if you will and michael again is like kimberly you just gotta lie you gotta Gotta lie. lie We're home free. If you deny, deny. There's no way they're going to be able to make sure that this is right. So just lie your ass off and we'll be good. And I would think that she would just be like, all right, cool. But she's really kind of shook about lying under oath. Yeah, you can tell this is not what she signed up for. Yeah. Uh, So who knows what's going to happen. Then we cut over to the... Um, the hotel again. And Billy is now at his sit-down interview with John Bryant, the owner of the Ritzy Hotel. And John says, well, Billy, I gave you two hours of my time and you took four. You're an engaging, talented young writer and I'm so happy to be spending the time with you today. But A four-hour interview? Yeah. Good I mean, God. he allotted two hours and he took four. It's like two Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, and he's spending it with Billy. I couldn't do 15 minutes. (laughs) So John then asks, well, Billy, I did give you explicit instructions about coming here alone. And And Billy had no interview materials. 
It's all it's all up here, Dan. He's just got it up the, upstairs. In all the, in the, upstairs. All he upstairs in the noodle. Recall it all. <laughs> Maybe he had like a little handheld recording machine or something. I doubt it. <laughs> so he says, I gave you these instructions about how to come to the hotel and how private I am and that you should only be coming alone. And my daughter tells me you brought your girlfriend. Now, why would you do that? And it's kind of like... Oh, he's caught here red-handed. And my red flags went off, too, because it supports our theory from earlier in the episode that the daughter knew that Billy had a girl with him. How could she know that? Yeah. Unless she's, like, psycho stalker. And she was really, she was, like, into him. Maybe, like, this whole thing was a test. That's what I'm thinking. John Bryant was, like, pulling on him, like, let me get... But that's the weird of a dad to be like, hey, daughter, touch this guy's upper yeah, leg. I, I don't know if he had a, play, a part in that. Then but it's slip just. Slip him your key. It's just really weird that, number one, Billy was given this opportunity. And then this whole thing with the daughter. And then the daughter rats on him to hit her dad. It's just weird. So <clears throat> we think, okay, Billy's stuck. Like, what is he going to do? And then Billy tells the truth. He says, you know what, sir? I am a, a, a young professional making a meager living here at this magazine that I work for. And this hotel is just so above and beyond what I could ever even imagine to afford. And when you invited me to come stay in the presidential suite, I wanted to share it with my best friend. And that person is Allison, my girlfriend. So, yes, I did bend the rules. And I'm really sorry that you had to find out. But we've had a really lovely time, and I'm I'm sorry. And then, of course, John Bryant's like, your best friend, huh? That's all I think of my wife. And then Billy's off the hook. Again! I want Billy to get in trouble. He always gets off the hook. He's got, like, that little boyish charm that's just like, eh, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. And I'm so, really sorry. So then John takes it a step further and says, you know what? Because you're here with your girlfriend, I'm going to extend your stay in the presidential suite. Dinner's on me. He's always rewarded for his shit behavior. It's true. What a asshat. Yeah, so that um, that's where we leave them. Billy yeah. is Billy and Allison get another night in the presidential suite. Mm-hmm. Jake confronts Joe again at the, I guess, rehearsal. Shoot. Yeah, so Joe's sh- on set shooting somewhere, and she's just about to be packing up her equipment, and then um, Jake comes and pays her a visit. And he's like, hey, look, here's, I got I got this money from the insurance guy, and I'm giving it to you, and I'll pay you back. He always does this. He's always like, here's some, I'll pay you back the well, rest. He-, he did that with Kelly, and now he's doing it. <laughs> Now he's doing it with uh, Joe. Well, it seems he got $35,000 back from um, the insurance company, and Joe had put in fifty grand, so he owes her fifteen. So he says, you know, I'm going to pay you back. And then she's like, what are you talking about, Jake? This money is going to go toward opening a new shop. You're not giving this back to me. No new shop. No new shop, babe. You're out. And then he says... Um, there's not nothing for you, nothing for me. When a man trusts a woman, it's complete. And when you didn't trust me, that was it. I don't want your money. 
Don't ever offer it to me again. Jake's got some like hard rules. He's so like set in his ways. Yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame. So But I like unleash Jake. What? Jake Jake was too tame with Joe. Jake needs to be a wild stallion. You know? Just, just <laughs> let just, him run free. Just running free. Just a wild stallion. So we're back at Allison's apartment and Joe is over and Allison is going on and on about the beautiful few days that she spent at the hotel with Billy. Yeah, she's gone full circle like, it was amazing. Oh, oh, the the food and the accommodations and the room. And then she looks over at Joe and she Joe is like distraught, like her puppy just died. And she's like, I'm sorry, what's going on in your world? And Joe's like, I ruined a relationship. It was all my fault. How is it all Joe's fault? I, I have no <laughs> idea. She's like, I did it single-handedly. I threw a beautiful thing away. Well, she kept bringing up the goddamn money. It's definitely her fault her fridge is destroyed. Uh, uh disagree. Hard <laughs> her disagree. Fault her fridge is fucked up. Okay. Um, she threw don't that worry. money thing. We, we this will play into bitch of the week. Don't but worry. remember, she kept being like, "My money, my money." No, I, I hear you. So always she, brought up the money. She is very upset, and it pretty much solidifies the fact that Joe and Jake are over. It's a wrap, guys. He's it's out. Done. And she's accepted this, and she storms out of Allison's apartment, probably to just go cry in a pillow. Mm-hmm. Poor girl. Now, we're at the humdinger of episode five, the deposition. And it's Kimberly's turn. And at first, Kimberly is playing it good. She's just like, short answer, yep, I'm a doctor. Uh, there's no reason why this can't go on today. Let's do this. She's lie, lie, lie. And they then, say, have you ever been with Dr. Michael Mancini in a sexual way? No. Kimberly, you are under oath. Have you or have you not been with Michael Mancini in and a sexual way? And the phrase that they use is, have you had sexual relations with Dr. Michael Mancini? <laughs> Which I have to wonder... When did the Clinton scandal happen around this time? Ooh, I don't know. Okay, this is 93. And I the one thing that I take away from that whole ordeal is Bill Clinton saying over and over again, I did I'd not, not have, have sexual, sexual relations with, with that, that woman. woman. And it's just like, is this kind of like a commentary on what's going on in... And like, Mancini's Bill Clinton? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Did you have sexual relations so they keep like pounding her and getting harder with the questions and she is getting more and more difficult to try to lie and she finally cracks and just says yes yes i did and you can tell that jane's expecting her to lie the whole time but she's surprised that she actually tells the truth she got her to crack kimberly you blew it you blew it, girl. And next scene at the hospital, she arrives and Michael's waiting for her. How'd it go? And she's like, let's talk about it later. <laughs> he's like, and he's uh, like, mm, let's talk about this right her, fucking now. Grabs her and like shoves her into a broom closet. And he's like, tell me what happened. And she's like, 
I told him, Michael. I told him. And he's like, you ruined everything, Kimberly. <laughs> what the fuck? You're supposed to be my How side How could you chick. be so stupid? Yeah, he's like, gosh, now they're going to come after everything. I thought you wanted this wonderful life with me and you. And you blew it. All you had to do was lie. And that's where they leave it. He's pissed. He's like, I don't know what we're going to do now. Yeah. Coming after them future earnings. <laughs> So we then jump over to Billy and Jake sitting by the pool at Melrose Place in the evening. They're knocking a couple beers back, and um, Jake's just kind of confiding in Billy about what happened with him and Joe, and that he really thought, that Joe thought that he was going to hit her. Yeah. And, I mean, dog, you broke her fridge, and you threw a (laughs) bottle of wine across the room. It's not far-fetched. Yeah. I think you might put some like lay the hands on her. Right there. <laughs> you look like you're gonna put the paws on her for a second. Yeah. And so. that that uh convo kind of fizzles out and Billy goes inside. Well Bi- uh, Billy's like, um, I think you need to lay off the beers. Yeah. <laughs> and then like Jake gets up and he only had six. Yeah, Dan counted up and he's like, It's only six. It's like only you would be like, it's only six. Who knows how long they've been out there? I mean, six in the grand scheme of things isn't that much. Okay, well. But if he's just in slugging the evening, beers. Yeah, it's. Dan, you're kind of like a binge drinker. Uh, I don't drink during the week at all. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. And thanks for telling all these people you think I'm a binge <laughs> well, drinker. Well, I mean, back. I met you in college. I know who you were. Maybe. And I'm not saying I it's just you. I might have four beers a month now. Okay. Well, then six is a lot for one sitting. Mm. All right. Let's, not Jake. Let's get off this topic. Jake is a superhero. Okay. You, if you say so. Jake walks up to Amanda's door, knocks on the door. Yeah. Why, if he just broke up with her, why would you want to still live near her? Because it's what he knows. He's a creature of habit. He contemplates going to her apartment, but then he goes to someone else's apartment. It's Amanda's. And we think he's going to go in there just to be like, all right, Amanda, let's get it on. Let's do this. But instead he says, Amanda. He creeps up the stairs. She's in like this little robe. She's like, can I help you? And he's like, I'm going to take this job. Oh, well, why don't you come in and we can talk about the details. And he's the one who backs it up. Jake is old-fashioned. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about this. Tomorrow at your office while I'm not hammered. Because I probably got a liquor dick right now. Ew. (laughs) Yeah. After my six beers, you don't want none of this. Okay. Well, he leaves and then Amanda looks on after him like, got it. And she says, it's a date. Yeah, she just knows. She's like, you're mine now. <laughs> you mine now. Now that I know you didn't hit Joe, I still want you. Gosh. I can replace the fridge. End of the episode, guys. To recap, Allison and Billy go on a romantic getaway. Joe and Jake are donezo. Matt reveals that he's gay to Katya. Kimberly buckles under the pressure. But Michael doesn't. Jake has a violent outburst with Joe, and then he accepts a modeling job from Amanda. Allison got a terrible haircut. Oh, we did not even talk about that. Guys, 
What is up with her hair? She it looks like it looks like my sister's Barbie's. It looks like a of, helmet. Like you know when you cut your own Barbie's hair? Oh god. It's just like when she stormed out of the the hotel, it looked like a chunk of her hair was missing. <laughs> it's so bad. She looks so unattractive. It's it's terrible. We're like, why would they do that to her? Jane's in all these power suits now. <laughs> like, like what happened to your uh, pirate? Like little bohemian flowy yeah. ruffle dresses. Little uh, Chiquita Banana Girl shirts. <laughs> now she's out there kicking people's asses in supermarkets. And <laughs> Jennifer, did you spot anything super nineties in this episode? Just a few. The huge one being the key that the daughter of John Bryant tries to slip Billy under the table. Fuck, that was mine. It's like an old school huge key. As it's a an po- actual room key. Like it, and it's like circa 1954. It's, it's like all gold and brass. And huge. And not a like credit card style yeah. fob. Yeah. yeah. Is that all you had? And the other thing that I have is the saying... It ain't over till the fat lady sings. I feel like in the 90s, people would use that phrase all the time. Mm. And it's something that you don't really hear anymore. My 90s moments are in the in the supermarket. There's an extra in the back. And he's like pushing a cart, but also reading a novel. <laughs> what? In the grocery store. So I can only think that it's one of those sexy time books that they used to sell at the grocery store, like Daniel Steele. Oh, God, I remember that. Yeah, so maybe that's one of those. Because I don't think they even sell like actual books in a supermarket anymore. Oh, I, they did, though, those romance yeah. novels. So maybe it's one of those. I hope it's one of those. But yeah, if you if you spot him, it's pretty funny. He's just like, hmm, let me stop. <laughs> He's like pushing a cart with nothing in it, and then he's just reading a book. Uh, <laughs> Then I have uh, at dinner with Matt and Katia, Katia shows him a photo of Mara Wilson that's framed. Yeah. And they pass it like someone would like a phone these days. Like yeah. to show your kid, you know? That's a, that's a really good one. So good I, little observation. I think that is a 90s moment. And um, the phrase, say uncle. Oh, God. They're like... Uh, Allison and Billy are tickle fighting. Oh, God. And he's like, go on, say uncle. It's seriously, he sh- she should say brother. Because <laughs> they brother and sister. Doesn't it feel like it, guys? It feels like Allison and Billy are bro and sis. Now, all of these episodes, deep, deep down, have a valuable lesson to be learned. Jenny, what's your lesson? I've learned, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. And this is really highlighted when Billy decides to bring Allison along to his work trip when he was told not to, but then when he comes clean, he is rewarded for doing so. Hmm. Okay. My lesson is lying about a weekend getaway to your girlfriend is forgivable. Destroying a refrigerator is not. (laughs) Words to live by. So if you're going to do one of those, lie about a weekend getaway. I mean, at least you get to go on a weekend getaway in one of those scenarios. But there is no coming back from fucking up your girlfriend's fridge. And maybe another lesson is cover 
the food in your fridge <laughs> in Tupperware. Because, like, after he's done with that fridge, it's lettuce all over the place. Like, she just had bowls of loose <laughs> lettuce. She just, just had a bunch of food in there. Like, uncovered. just sitting there. Come on, Joe. Now, it's time for... Bitch, Bitch of the Week! week. First off, last week, Dan, me, I nominated <laughs> Joe Reynolds. And this was very controversial because Jenny actually tried to rebuttal this shit on the podcast. Yeah. Which you're not supposed to do. Oh, according to whose rules? The Those are the rules that I laid out that, <laughs> that the our listeners will vote without any sort of rebuttaling. And Jenny said that Michael was the bitch of the week. Now, you've all spoken, and this was our most voted on. Oh, what, uh, do we have like seven people this time? No. <laughs> this, this was double digits. <laughs> this one was double digits. I think we got a real, real good grasp okay. of... Uh, we really pulled this one. So, with 64% of the vote, Jenny, Joe Reynolds is the bitch no! of the week. No, she is not. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This got me into a coffin fit now. Excuse me. Thank you, guys. I knew she was a bitch. That's why I nominated oh, her. Oh, God, stop. So, this week, babe, who you got? Okay, this week for me, no questions about it. Jake is the bitch. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, why? Well, firstly, the episode opens with him packing up all of his stuff without even having a conversation with Joe about why he's leaving. I mean, it's re- like really to shoot from the hip in that way. Like, Joe says one thing that is just like, well, like, I am kind of have doubts about what happened with the fire. And that's it. Uh-huh. That's it. He's gone. So it starts there. And then he has this insanely crazy, violent outburst. And I'm not saying that Joe, it it all stems from Joe bringing up the money situation. And I get it. He has every right to be upset about that. But to resort to this level of violence is never okay, no matter what the situation. First, he punches the wall right next to Joe. Almost like using the wall as a surrogate for her. (laughs) Then he goes over to the fridge and freaking destroys it. And guys, it's not like, oh, he slammed the door of the fridge and a bowl of lettuce fell out. It's like he slammed that fridge door until pieces of the fridge were coming apart. And then the fridge fell on the ground. And all of the contents of the fridge are broken and like mangled all over Joe's kitchen floor. Then he grabs a bottle of wine and freaking throws it at the mantle, which is a very dangerous thing to do in itself. I mean, stray pieces of glass could come and hit someone in the face or the eyes. (laughs) And not only does the glass break everywhere, but wine gets all over Joe's photographs that are framed on the mantle all over the wall and all over Joe's white 
shirt that she's wearing. What the fuck? Mm. That is the bitchiest thing you could ever do. And then she says, get out, he leaves. Then he wants to make amends with Joe. He does it by beckoning her to come to Shooter's. He doesn't do it by going back to the apartment and saying, Joe, I'd like to clean up the mess that I made in here because I did it. No, he leaves her to clean up all of that freaking mess. And it was a huge mess, guys. I mean, she's got to get her shirt dry clean. She probably has to repaint. She's got to get a new refrigerator. There is a lot of things that got destroyed. Nope, he doesn't. It it doesn't matter because it's all about she betrayed his trust because she had a question about whether or not he did the right thing. And that's that's what it all stems from. Of course, being violent like that is never cool. But because somebody in your relationship disagrees with you or questions something that you do, you resort to that level. You are a bitch. You are a one-sided, selfish jerk that could not look at anybody else's perspective and see yourself from somebody else's shoes. And the fact that he doesn't even try to empathize with Joe and her thoughts and feelings about the fire and say, you know what, maybe I I could kind of see that she would question that. I I just think it's inexcusable. And for me, he is the clear cut bitch of the episode. All right. Wow. That was a lot. Guys, take that in. Digest it. And make up your mind. My bitch of the week is Kimberly Shaw. And (laughs) because Kimberly, baby, you know, you signed up for this side chick biz and now you're the main squeeze. And you have one job. It's say we didn't do it. That was your job mm-hmm. at the deposition. That would make would put you in the clear with your guy. Like, come on. One more hurdle. One more lie. You've been doing it for, I don't know, months? Fucking lie. Stop being a bitch. Stop buckling under their pressure. Stop being weak. Just lie. And you're golden. She couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. That is a dumb bitch. You're dumb. You're a dumb bitch. All you do is lie. It's real simple. You're the bitch of the week. Now it's time to rename this mofo. The The name of this episode was Of Bikes and Men, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. The only thing I can liken it to is that he has that violent outburst like Lenny. In of mice and men. He didn't kill any any a pet <laughs> by like by like being too strong. I don't know. That's stupid. Um, I'm renaming this thing "Blood in the Water" because Amanda is a shark <laughs> and she sees Joe and Jake are finished and she's already swirling around because there's blood in that water, blood in that water, and then. Jane and her shark lawyer, they are, like, right there on the cusp of, like, getting after Michael's money. And, like, Kimberly is in there, and they just are swarming around her, blood in the water. Cool. Ready to get after it. So, (laughs) blood in the water. I like it. Thank you. Uh, My rename is Jake versus the Fridge. (laughs) Jake versus the Fridge? (laughs) It should be Jake 1, Fridge 0. 
That's good. Jake Thanks. versus the fridge. Thanks. No explanation needed. Um, predictions for next week. All right. Jake and Amanda are about to hook up. Yup. And Joe is going to have to watch from behind the lens of her camera. Yup. Because she's going to be shooting this ad campaign, and I am sure Amanda will take every opportunity to throw it in her face that... Watch Amanda be like, uh, I'm going to be the female in this commercial. And we're going to have to have sex in order to like get the raw motion of it. So, Joe, you need to shoot this. <laughs> um, so, I still think that there's something to this Matt marrying Katya for papers. Yeah. I think that we're like opening up this storyline that like something's gonna more is gonna happen with them. Yeah, why make her daughter Mara Wilson? <laughs> well, because at that time there she probably she wasn't in Matilda yet, Dan. She was like a kid getting started in acting. Yeah. She was just the kid that landed this role to have her picture to in. Be it. The picture. <laughs> so and lastly, I think that Michael is going to lord the fact that Kimberly did not lie over her. He's not going to break up with her. He's just going to torture her. He is just going to make her life miserable and continue to live in the same house that Kimberly mm. is paying for. And Kimberly, everything is on Kimberly, but he's going to treat her like dirt. And I think that there's going to be a lot of tension in upcoming episodes because of this. Okay. Uh, I'm, we're pretty much in line. I've got uh, Amanda Nails Jake and uh matt and katya get married and i think that um michael because of kimberly's lack of uh loyalty and because the the last ditch effort to hurt jane is going to be to bang sydney so i think michael's gonna go hard after sydney now just to hit it and piss off kimberly and piss off jane Mm. So that's that's what I think. Hmm. Good predictions. Oh, thank you. Now, guys, every week we ask that you, if you like us, to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, and we'll read it. And we got one, so I'm gonna read it. It's from Polly Paul in J. Polly Polinge. Polly Paulin. New Jersey? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but that's what it is. Polly Paul, Paul in New Jersey. Polly Paul in New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's up, man? Uh, entitled Fantastic Recap of a Great Show. He says, thank you so much for this podcast. I know it's not that easy to go through so many episodes of a 90s show, but it's so worth it. I'm a huge fan of after show podcasts and this one is at the top of my list right now good job guys keep up the great work thank you so much man thanks Polly. and actually i love watching the show i love it it's such a fun little treat especially in our busy lives where it's like i feel like everything revolves around our daughter it's like just fun to sit back and watch like smutty tv yeah put put mox to bed and just we get one time get a week. In there. One time a week. Yeah. We love it. And we love that you are loving it. So thank you for your kind words. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks, man. We're going to keep going as long as we can. We're going to finish this thing. We'll see. We're gonna, I mean, it's guys, gonna it's going to take us like five years. Like, no joke. Yeah. 
by so, the end by the end of this our daughter is gonna be like a special guest she'll be on the show <laughs> <laughs> we got a really really awesome email from shelly hi shelly she says i've been binge listening to all your podcasts I just finished Billy's dad funeral episode. I just turned 15 when Melrose Place started. Uh, So she's not 15 now. Uh, (laughs) I remember when they started the ads for it. Since I watched Beverly Hills 90210 as well and waiting for it to start. I watched it religiously for the first four seasons or so and was really addicted to the show. It's been so much fun listening to your podcast, getting all nostalgic and revisiting Melrose Place. You both are so funny and do such a good job. Thanks so much. Shelly, thank you. Thanks, Shelly. That's such a sweet email and really anytime anybody reaches out to us with... Um, just kind words for what we're doing. It just really, really like makes my heart melt. It boosts. <laughs> it, it boosts the. It's the reason why we do it. Trying to breathe some life into this show, man. Get it popping. Yeah. Get it going. It's still relevant today. There's a lot of shit going on. I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman. Uh, okay, so yeah, if you want to leave us a review, please do it. We'll read it. If you're another podcaster, we'll promote your podcast. Whatever, man. Just uh, keep them coming. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Melrose Pod. You can email us, melrosepod at gmail.com. Um, and we're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Melrose Pod. Um, we, we really appreciate your contributions to those that are already contributing. And don't forget, if you are part of our Patreon family, you do get exclusive content that is not released on this podcast. So um, we put out little bonus episodes and um, fun little things just for our Patreon contributors. Yeah. Thank you all for listening every Tuesday. We appreciate you so much. We love you. Bye.